I don't know. I keep getting asked to do shit that isn't my job. Like, like ring things up at a store. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm getting asked to do. That's weird. Yeah, yeah that is definitely yeah, I'm not definitely your job. getting asked to um, check people out at a grocery store. I'm being asked that's to weird. that's very strange. To, Babysit to give COVID vaccines to people. I don't have that's any experience. That's crazy. You shouldn't that. be doing no, that. No, you don't know how deep you're supposed to go with that. No, swab. I mean, and I don't know how you like. I might hit a bone. Like, what happens if you hit a Ugh. bone with a, <laughs> a vaccine needle? Whatever it takes. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Santa Claus. Specifically, the Santa Claus from the Rankin Bass Rudolph special. How are you, Rachel? So good to see you. Have you been a good girl this this Christmas season? It's a Christmas miracle, like so many of these Hallmark movies want me to believe in. I've been reading my lists and checking them twice in order to find out who's naughty or nice. Have you, Santa? I have, and some people have been very, very naughty. Like, for example, Hot Peter Lacus. <laughs> and even, to some degree, I don't know who else. Has, I can't remember. There's a lot of nice people like Manny and Alex and I mean Snake. Yeah, I like Paige was kind of naughty and oh, 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 she was she was f- having best friends with benefits. But I I approve of that. I say go fucking do it. Get it if you can. You're young once. <laughs> Sex is good. It's not something to be shaming anyone over and stripping if you've got to do it, you got to do it. Lexi to see. You gotta well, do it, Rachel, you are mm-hmm. certainly on the nice list as you are every year for doing such a great podcast <sighs> for your broomhead friends and all the broomheads and all the dope monkeys and all the Patreon beeps are also on the nice list this year as well. We love Christmas, don't we? We do. We do. It's the best. Pat is on the nice list as well but you know he could he could tone it down a bit (laughs) if i'm being honest he's a little bit much sometimes i don't i don't want to feed your ego but my sister was listening to the patreon episode today and she was like you know i would listen to a christmas album that pat just sings well i'm santa i'm not pat so i don't know Mm -hmm. who the fuck you think you're talking to right now it's a different person i'm giving everybody uh, McDonald's gift cards for Christmas, five dollars. Get a fillet of fish and shove it in your ass. Whoa, Santa, that's a lot of. Oh, Santa, Pat, so bad. Good to see you. I told Rachel I thought you should tone it down a bit. Yeah, probably sometimes I get a little bit wild to do a lot of crazy singing and stuff. But apparently, uh, Cassandra thinks I'm such a good singer. She wants me to sing songs all the time. Oh, ho, ho, that's great. I gotta go. Fuck off. All right, that was Santa. Did you see that uh, 
that taking that. Ugh. Did you see the internet clip that took that Santa and then put Tom Cruise's voice to it? No, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's fucking really so good. funny, though. It's really good. Team Tom Cruise, s- though, on that, he was right. I don't care. <laughs> right? He was right. Yeah. Yeah. I will fucking fire you. But where's Shelly Miscavige? You know, we can like. But do we do we care? Do we care about what the movie? Shelly Miscavige. <laughs> well, yeah, because who knows? She could. She's might be murdered somewhere. You know what I'm saying? True. I'm True. basically using that as a catch-all for the Scientology f- fuckery. But mm-hmm. Tom Cruise yelling at those people was tremendous. I loved it. I don't care. Oh my god, they they um. Yeah, I, I'm, he expressed what I've been thinking all year. Mm-hmm. I just want to yell at everyone who's not doing their fucking part. That Santa is a fuck, though. He's a piece of shit, the guy from the Santa yeah. from the Rudolph, the Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The actual Santa or the voice? No, the voice is great. The guy, yeah. the Santa is so mean. Mm-hmm. And he had a nice jump off or something like that. He's so mean and, and negative, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was the 50s. It was a different time. <sighs> COVID. I hope Santa doesn't get COVID-19. He's going to be traveling all around in people's houses. You know what they don't talk about a lot on Degrassi? COVID-19? Holidays. They do not talk a lot about holidays. Are you segueing to get me off of the No, Santa no, no. I just, I just was thinking about it, and I was like, we haven't really celebrated any holidays except for possibly Canadian Thanksgiving, <laughs> but they didn't even cop up to that. Cop up? They, cop up. They didn't cop up to that when they were dusting it with uh, sprinkles or whatever the fuck you said last yeah. week. What was it? Yeah. Dusting for Prince, <laughs> dusting for Prince, pried up the mm-hmm. floorboards. So your sister thinks I'm a great singer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you might be, you might not be. I don't know. No, I don't think I am, but I can do a little bit of something every now and again. Well, I don't think she said that you're a great singer. I think she said that she loved listening to you sing songs. <laughs> Do you think what she meant was that, like, she wanted to hear me change the words to songs to be about, like, Degrassi characters? Because for those of you not on the Patreon, I -hmm. will say that there Mm -hmm. is a version of Joni Mitchell's classic Christmas song, River, that is only about Darcy Grimes Beach, and it's exclusively at Patreon for the $5 tier. So if you want to hear it, it's pretty fucking great. If I do say so myself, you got to fork over the, the chump change. It's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. I wish I, I think had a river. What? I think she had only heard your uh your non-changed version of it when she said that to me. She, she hadn't gotten through the, the Darcy, whole episode. The she Grimes. hadn't gotten to that yet. I will say it's one of my finest moments, I think, in the whole history of the podcast, and it's uh behind a paywall. So I'm telling you, you might want to check it out. Speaking of finest moments. Oh, yeah. We asked a question to the Broomheads on the last episode. Yeah. We celebrated our 100th episode last week. Yeah. We didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Not for like an hour and 45 minutes or anything. No, no, no. Guys, the Patreon episode is two full hours. So, I don't know. Yeah. To anyone who doesn't listen to the show because it's too long, I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. It's coming on Christmas. Oh, yeah. So we asked the Broomheads on our 100th episode. We said, hey, guys. Hey, B-heads. Hey, debunks. Hey, beep, Patreon. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
what what are your some of your favorite moments? And before the episode even aired, um, one of our broomheads, the great Priam, uh, she asked. Just uh, she must her ears must have been ringing. She must have known that we were going to ask this question because she mm-hmm. said, "What are your favorite bits of in the show history?" And we got a lot of some people, oh. including the, the the author of the question herself, saying, "Of course, the classic." Hey, Paige, seriously, she didn't write mm-hmm. seriously. I wrote. I responded mm-hmm. seriously. There's a lot of Mr. Del Rossi. A lot of people like Mr. Del Rossi. Yeah. A spinner. Yeah, a spinner. That's Kara or Kara. Mm-hmm. I don't want to presume anything. Ryan says, a page of me, Kelchuk, which is a classic. Kara or Kara says she's also a big fan of the, the whole hot Lacos fam. Hot Sue, mm-hmm. Plain Sue, and Hot Feeder. Plain Sue is probably my favorite of the Lacos. I would agree. If I was doing a power rankings of the of the Lacos families, I would go Plain Sue, Hot Sue, and then literally all of the other people we've never met. Yeah, the and dad. Then, mm-hmm. Dad Lacos. We got a call, call out for the sock on the door. Mm-hmm. You're good, but you don't know it. Oh, Tierney. That's a classic. Oh, Stephanie, a good one. Stephanie, your cousin, that's a zebra. She uh, says, anytime Pat sings, check. <laughs> Correct, and all the special <laughs> guest hosts we get a we get some of the mo- the hottest talent and some of the most obscure uh, dead people coming on this show out of retirement oh and death to to just share goodwill with the broomheads and the dope monkeys. Oh yeah, there's some other favorites like um, me not knowing any song. Mm-hmm. Someone actually enjoys that. Mm. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. Um, B story, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, Steve Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin, who I really was a really fun character to do because he didn't do anything, but I really started to feel a lot of guilt about doing them and making those people comedy characters because they're despicable people. They don't deserve our even even if it's making fun of them. There's still an element of like ah, you know, he's kind of like humanizing him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I stopped doing it. Allison is the one who said the Rachel, what's your favorite blank song? You don't even know. <laughs> And then also, Elise says, you always say, do they have any other songs? Which you do say a lot. <laughs> I do say it a lot. <laughs> oh. um, the way that Pat says, a Dylan. Yeah. Um, oh, poor Quinn, who was broken up with by a Dylan. Well, There's some shitty Dylans out there. I mean, there? by and large, by and large. <laughs> yeah. It's nine out of 10 Dylans, you got to be careful. I of. mean, like the quintessential Dylan to me because of my age is Dylan from Beverly Hills 902. But he's a good Dylan, I would say. Dylan is McKay good Dylan. is good. A Dylan. <laughs> um, the trademark, Sandy said the trademark, it goes there scale TM. and Pat's obvious hours of yeah. contemplation over his weekly score and the steering wheel episodes, which I think is a great ranking as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then Deja, one of the great broomheads, says uh, anytime that Pat, that's me, sings, especially when I say, if I do, and then you dunked on me and we're like, I don't need Pat singing anymore that he already does. These episodes are so long, I got to edit them. That's what you were saying. Uh, other favorites are This Week in Sorries and being Shyler Stoned. Yeah, that's great. Which we also were Shyler Stoned once. Yes. And then... After that, Katrina put it up again, and we got even more answers. Did mm-hmm, you see this, mm-hmm. Rachel? Mm-hmm. 
Katrina's got some good ones. Bob Hoskins, the great Bob oh, Hoskins. Rest in I miss Bob Hoskins. And I put on my favorite moment, which is Bob Hoskins singing Superman's Dead. I think that's probably one of my favorite moments. Um, but I'll have another one. We can share our favorite moments at the end of this. Sure. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine are all your moments. <laughs> Just put them all up in a line and I, there are, those are my favorite moments. You don't have any... <laughs> What? You didn't write any down? I didn't. Was I supposed to? There was homework? I Let me tell you, I wrote about eight fucking pages of notes for Christmas Incorporated, for heaven's sake. Oh, I, I wrote very little. It's coming out on, on Christmas. It's incorporated. Shanae Grimes Beach is pretending she's someone else to get a job. Oh, I wish <laughs> I was Riley Vanderwoodson and not Riley Vance. Van Arden, Whatever. Riley Van Arden. Vander Woodson is Serena <laughs> Vander Woodson, the, the, the wonderful Blake Lively from uh, uh, Gossip Girl. Did you think I uh, watched that show, Rachel? Gossip Girl? Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. You'd be right. Yeah, that sounds right about up your alley. It was very up my alley, but I lost it. I lost it at one point, but I came mm-hmm. back to it. Anyway, Katrina also says, not to mention all the singing, once again, a ding for the singing. It's coming on singing. Oh my God. <laughs> Rachel dying. I love River, but if you sing it one more fucking time, <laughs> it's going to take us two hours to get through this podcast. I'm going to sing every one of these answers as River. Please, please. Okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm just kidding. It says, and the way, but this is a nice thing, Rachel. This says, and the way Pat and Rachel balance each other to make such an enjoyable Pizza Man podcast. We've made Pizza Man a thing. Yeah. We like everyone else is going around saying Chef's Kiss, and we're here saying Pizza Man, which is among a small group of loyal friends of ours. We will say Pizza Man. (laughs) Mm hmm. Katrina said, also, can't forget that good old sloshy glass of milk, Sean Cameron. No, it's an apt description of him. You read the next one. Um, Ashley said that she loved how in the beginning I had to read the Degrassi every episode ever marathon podcast to make sure I got it right. And I did point out that I had a uh, post-it note on my computer so I could read it every time. It was a yes. lot of words to trip over. Ashley also says Mr. La Potato Head, if you remember. Ah, Mr. La Potato Head. Raven says, something that stands out for me as a favorite is Jimmy's cold, cold house. I wish I had a river. (laughs) That actually kind of worked. Jimmy's cold, cold house. Because he would have a river that you could skate away on, possibly outside the cold, cold house. Oh, man. Suit daddy. Colleen also brings up suit daddy, Jimmy's daddy. Ashley mentioned about Jimmy's dad being too hot and he needed to go home. (laughs) So hot. His cold, cold house. Oh, Sandy. Sandy mentioned Jeff Isaac's giant soda, which is probably the first, the first inside joke of this podcast, I would say. She said they had me at Jeff Isaac's giant soda. (laughs) That's, that's when you know you found your place, right? When Mm -hmm. something as obscure as that and people are talking about it and you're like, oh my God, I also fucking noticed that weird big gulp. Then you're like, you got, you're, you're in, you're done. Mm-hmm, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so funny. We got another Bob Hoskins from That's a Zebra. Mm-hmm. Maddie O is a treasure. Mr. La Potato Head. And anytime Rachel and Pat start laughing so hard, they can't talk, which happens to me a lot. You seem to be like not into laughing today. 
You seem to be like kind of just like not interested in laughing. You know? uh, just not into it. Uh, your pal Tom Green was very happy about that McDonald's yep. gift card that he got for Billy. He was the, the first, first person, person to email us. us. <laughs> what a joy. Tom Green's one of the best. One of the greats. One of the greats. Oh, he's mm-hmm. a good guy. His name is Tom Green. He got a McDonald's gift certificate and he used it himself. Oh, I wish I had a river. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to do it again. I promise. That's the last river. And still, none of those are as good as the Sinead Grimes Beach River, which is the best. No, no, that one is the best. Raquel says, Toby's dad in full flip-flop and big, big gulp galore. A guy putting in the bare minimum effort and yet makes the best first impression. That it's is true. Beautiful. It's true. We loved Jeff Isaacs more than I think most other characters in that first season. Like he I mean, got season I, MVP maybe. I don't know about that, but I mean, in <laughs> retrospect, I should have given it to him. Yeah. I mean, I think it was actually Spinner because that's when he showed everyone sp- his butthole. Spinner! You got the, you got a t-shirt store. You can close it up at night. This is what you do, Spinner. You close up your t-shirt and you call up all the girls and all the boys and whoever you want to have a sex with it doesn't even matter and you get a sock and you put it on the store door and nobody's going to come in and you lock it in anyway but there's a ceremonial sock on the door Rachel is a yawning alright Andy Partridge read Andy's Andy loved the episode where you kept singing the horns to sell out by Real Big Fish anytime they can up saying tobes yeah. tobes um, and anytime I crack up at myself, cracking Pat up. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. Myra Velasco. I know her. Mm-hmm. She said our first <laughs> Zoom. It was a first, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for the Patreon, the, the Dot Marie Jones patrons. get We get to Zoom once a month. Mm-hmm. Be doing a Zoom this month. Uh, what a day yeah. we're doing? The Tuesday after December Christmas? December 29th, yeah. She Next loved week. that. She said she got to meet all the broomheads and the dope monkeys and the hashtag bleep bleeps. Uh, she said the time she was a guest on the show. Remember, we had Myra on the show. We got to get some more guests on the show. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. Mm-hmm. And every single burst of, if I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Andy Partridge says, I just watched Craig's dad's funeral and told my daughter when I die, she has to laugh through my wake and throw out an if I do. That's pretty good. <laughs> Tom Green also loves all of your obscure wrestling references and feels like it's just between the two of you, but we have a lot of wrestling fans yeah. who watch the show. Including the great That's a Zebra and the great Andy Partridge. Mm-hmm. You got to read Elisa's. This one's going to tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. Elisa, she loves the best friendship. It's so fun to hear two people who know each other so well making each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is predicated on the idea that you we both want to laugh on a particular day and it seems like today <laughs> pat's mad that i got mad at him somebody's for river not too interested much. <laughs> in laughing and having fun it's christmas season are you stressed about christmas coming in a couple of days rach it's, it's a little bit yeah. a little bit but more so i just don't want to hear you sing river anymore is, <laughs> is there a different song Christmas series, like for example, um, come, they told me, right? You know what I haven't heard yet at all, and I might be jinxing myself, is uh, Mariah Carey's Christmas song. (laughs) No, I haven't heard Sell Out in a while either, (laughs) but I haven't heard Mariah Carey's Christmas song yet at all. I'm not going to do that one. 
Okay. What about Wham? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. It turned out I was right about this twist in that movie. Mm. I believe it was Katrina who con- confirmed it. Somebody confirmed it on the Facebook page. I will, I'll tell you, I did not watch the rest of the movie. Okay. So. Um, our good pal Lindsay says that she oh, loves Lin- when... <laughs> oh, Lindsay, dear Lindsay. She loves when one of us learns something new, like how to pronounce palatable. <laughs> who did that? Who didn't know how to... Who, what kind of... What fool didn't know how to pronounce that word? Is it the same fool who didn't know about the giant conjunction or whatever the fuck it is? Yeah, she said that I had a really good one, but she cannot remember it for the life of her. I can't remember what it was either. Well, I don't either. No. Um... Lindsay also loves when Pat says something enough he finally gets Rachel to say it, like the Dot Marie yeah. Jones or Mr. La Potato Head. <laughs> it's yeah. normally like three or four times, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. You do really try to take the high road, and then after a while, you're just like, ah, hey, fuck it. He's not going to stop. It's mm-hmm. like when I, I, I am like Matt, my son, because he does that shit to me. Like, he'll want me to like do something with him, and I'm like, I'm fucking washing dishes, and he'll just like yell behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, all right, you just fine. Keep, you just keep yelling it, and I have to discern in the moment: Do I think that this will last? Do I think that Mr. La Potato Head w- is good enough of a joke mm-hmm. to keep going with it? And then I, and sometimes it only takes me one listen, and I'm like, yep, that's it, <laughs> I'm in. And other times it takes me so many, and I just don't. I'm gonna that. get you by the end of this episode to be singing your own versions of uh, "River" by Joni Mitchell, the classic Christmas song. Did you like that Phoebe Bridgers song I put you onto? I hepped you to. It was good. It was good. Did you listen Thanks to it one that. time, two times, yeah. three times, four times? How many times did you listen to it? Probably like once. I haven't listened to a lot because I had to edit our Patreon episode that was over two hours. How mad long. were you? Be honest. Is that why you're Editing like not happy right now today? Because you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. No, I'm just PMSing. Oh, it's fine. I love it. I mean, I don't love it. I mean, I know it's a difficult no, thing no. to have. But let's, yeah. I love, let's squawk about it. You want to talk about it? I'm into it. <laughs> when gal, gal chat. Oh, yeah. Gal I don't care. <laughs> no? You're good? I'm good. But you're I'm just good. like uh, feeling achy. No, just, you know. Um, yeah, that. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to fucking talk to this asshole, right? <laughs> He's going to keep singing River at me. I'm not going to sing it anymore. I told you I'm done. Ba, 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 da, da. <laughs> Ashley oh, said she just man. listened to the episode where Pat was saying he heard the news about the election from a woman in a window saying, did you hear the news? And then said two birds landed on the shoulder and she was cracking up at that. That's pretty good. That's a funny one. I, I was out on a hike. As, this didn't happen that long ago. I was out on a hike when you text me, texted me this, and I cannot get the visual out of my head. Yeah. Like, I think about it often. It's <laughs> one of those lie. things where, like, if I saw somebody, it's always, like, the people on Twitter will be like, my three-year-old son just looked at me and said, like, I understand racism. And, like, everyone's like, that's, that's no three-year-old said that. That's a moment where, like, I can't, if somebody else wrote it on social media i'd be like that didn't happen because it's so mm-hmm. fucking perfect but i swear mm-hmm. to god that's exact that's what happened i'm not lying yeah it's amazing i don't even want to know what actually happened i just want to imagine my version of it i mean i pray gave a pretty good recollection oh, of yeah. what happened so that's yeah. what happened tabitha's closing this out the great tabitha mm-hmm. she said besides my shout out on the last episode and the shout out again this episode 
you know what? I'm just going to shout out Tabitha every episode now. She said, I enjoy all the funny imitations, trying to sing along to B-Story, and all the laughs brought along from the combos about Matteo and Jeff Isaacs. Rest in peace. She said, I'm so glad I discovered this podcast, and I can't <laughs> wait to see- Are they both dead? No, I don't think even, <laughs> neither of them are dead. Uh, oh, no. Matteo certainly not dead. <clears throat> uh, and can't wait to see what season seven has in store. I can't either. And that's the episode, gang. Merry Christmas. And we're done. We're done. We got nothing else to talk about except for, oh man, Rach. I didn't even ask how you're doing, but I'm not going to because I feel like you're no, not into it. No, let's just go right into it. I yeah. feel like this movie, we watch. okay, <clears throat> back to one. Let's do it. We watched. Okay, do we? Go ahead. We watched Christmas Incorporated, which is a 2015 it is. Hallmark branded Christmas movie. Yes. I don't know what the production company is, but it is released through Hallmark. It is very hard to find if you don't have cable mm-hmm. and didn't DVR it off your TV. Right. It was just on tape Hallmark. It, as we call it, because we're older. What do we do it? You tape, yeah, we we tape, tape it. it off. I taped it. It was on Hallmark Murders and Mysteries, which is mm-hmm. a thing that, you know, a channel that pretty much. Plays Christmas Old movies people for have. the whole month of December. <laughs> but like, what is it? Murders? I guess like when it's not Christmas, they must do like murder mystery. I guess. Um, normally what they do, because my mom used to watch it for a bit. My mom also loves the fact that you love Christmas movies from Hallmark, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but. Uh, I, I mean, I watch them, but do I love them? I, I wrote in my notes. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to discuss that very shortly. But um, uh, it used to have a lot of the Lori Loughlin they had murder mystery Lori Laughlin movies no, on can't watch those mysteries, anymore. but now Lacey Chabert has picked up all of, of Lori Laughlin's crumbs. Lacey, yeah, she did. She picked up now a- full pieces of bread. She, that's a very good point. It is no longer crumbs. They are full pieces of bread. Lacey Chabert. And also, uh, Alicia Witt is in a lot of these movies. Yes. Alicia Witt and Danica McKellar. Danica McKellar. And let us not forget the Candace Cameron puree. I've oh, made my gosh. famous Candace Cameron her? puree. Just please. Because I, I have not watched any of hers. Um, I completely forgot that. I mean, and uh, yeah, back in. Okay. Do we just get into these? these Christmas movies I, in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a... Ge- I mean, I think we talked okay. about it. None of the... This I, one was not directed by the great filmmaker, Farhead Man, who directed Devil's Diary, which we watched for Patreon last time, and is one of the great filmmakers, the great Farhead Man. I actually didn't write down who He's won many... Uh, uh, is Oscars. The, He's the, the Oscar. The can... Is it oh, the Lion? Yeah. Can Film the- Festival, the... The L.A. Film Critics Circle. Palm d'Or. Yep. That's the same thing. But yeah, let's, you want to do like a general, what do you think? So let's talk about these movies for a okay. hot second in general. Great. So I don't really remember when this became such a thing, but I do remember like maybe 10, 15 years ago that ABC Family would do a lot of Christmas movies this time of year. Um their whole thing for a while was uh, like 31 nights of Christmas. They still do. Nights of Halloween. They still do. ABC Family no longer. Oh, exists. Freeform. It's but Freeform free still does now. 25 days of Christmas. And But ABC Family used to do like other productions too. They had TV shows on there like Bunheads. I remember oh, you like Bunheads. I loved Bunheads. Bunheads. Don't get me started yeah. on Bunheads. Um, so, but Freeform has a lot of shows. Yeah. So, but Wasn't well, that Pretty have, Little Liars? 
Yeah, Pretty Little Liars. I, that was ABC Family, yeah, too, Yeah, but that's I'm the same sure. thing. They just changed the name. So, well, Freeform became, like, essentially what Hallmark and Lifetime are this time of year, too, where it's just, like, back-to-back movies, 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 movies. But it used to be that, like, ABC Family would show a new one every night. Mm. And it was, like, sometimes it was, like, classic movies like Home Alone that they got the rights to. And sometimes it was their own produced ones. And I particularly remember two that were pretty good from, like, the late... Ooh. I know um, your first favorite. decade of the 2000s. I know your favorite, the classic. Can I can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah. The Great Holidays and Handcuffs. Yeah, I do love Holiday, Holiday and Handcuffs, which is Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. They came back this year for one I have not watched yet called Feliz Navidad. Mm-hmm. I heard it's not good. We've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. So Mario Lopez is in it, but Melissa Joan Hart uh, produced it. Or directed it. But the other one that was really good, I think, was called The 12 Dates of Christmas, where someone essentially has a Groundhog's Day and they have to have a first date over and over again. And I'm pretty sure Mark Paul Gossler was in that one. But it was a pretty good. That one one was pretty good, too. I it's hard to find these days because I it was ABC Family from like 2006. Right. Um, But Holiday in Handcuffs is on Hulu, correct? Didn't you watch it? No, we we taped it off of Freeform. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was on Hulu. I thought I saw it up there. No. Oh, I don't. It might be, but I don't. Not that I know of. So, Felice Navidad is on Hulu. Oh, okay. That's also on Hallmark. Um, no, Lifetime. Felice Navidad was li- Navidad was Lifetime. Gotcha. So I didn't have cable for years, and I don't really know where this switch came over. All of these terrible Christmas movies that are, like, poorly written and half-baked Well, they're not even stories. written. They're just, like, put into a machine, and they, like, th- and they like spit out buzzwords like the business my, world and fucking uh, my mom shareholders. Said, my mom put it well when we were watching Christmas Incorporated together yesterday and she said you know sometimes I think that I maybe missed something like I wasn't paying attention (laughs) but no it's just that the story doesn't make any sense like they just jump around with mm, like they don't they don't flush out their characters there's no conflict and if there is conflict, it like happens at the wrong time in the story. Like it either happens really early or right at the end. There's like, it's not in the normal time period. Did we talk about this on the podcast? How like the last 15 minutes is like fraught because they have to, of all of these movies, there's always like you go and you check and there's like 12 minutes left and the whole thing has to be resolved. Like big questions have to be answered and they always do it, but it's like so truncated. We have not talked about on the podcast. You and I and Myra were texting about uh, Lights, Camera, Hanukkah, whatever it's called. That was a new one with uh, Ben Savage and Mary Lou Henner. Oh, I didn't see that one. I didn't watch that. Um, And there was like literally no conflict the entire time. Oh, also A Christmas Waltz. We talked about that one. That one I have not seen, but it's on my my digital video. Yeah, that's a Lacey Chabert one. I like Lacey Um, Chabert, though. This is the thing. The, the, The actors they get are... Usually very genial. Jessica Lowndes from also from Nine Hundred Two and O is in a lot of these, and she's very like mm-hmm. likable. The there's like the woman from How I Met Your Mother. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. The one who played like Ted, one of Ted's girlfriends, but like the one that you like really liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's I don't know you, but one I don't can't mm-hmm. think of her name off the top of my head. But she's very good in all these movies. They're very like they're pleasant enough people. But they're always fucking mm-hmm. white. It's like, come on, these things are so it's, unpleasant. 
It's disturbing how rote they are. Like it's literally you could turn on anyone and you're you could turn it on half an hour in and know exactly where you are because the story might be slightly different, but Barely. yet it's like so not different. There's there's like a few different tropes that I see in all of these. Shoot. The woman is almost always a lead. Um, oh, I don't think that I've seen one where the man is actually the one character you're following. Like it's always, there's a character, a male who is like the co-lead, but not as important. Like, yeah. Not it's always quite... like the woman's story and either she it's loves always... Christmas or is skeptical of Christmas. She's one of the two. Yes. Yes. You either have to, and the other one either loves Christmas or is skeptical. Yeah. Of yeah. Christmas. There's always one who, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm skeptical they of both... Christmas. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the two of them never see eye to eye on Christmas until the last 11 um, minutes until the last 11 minutes and either that woman has just been through a terrible breakup she's lost a job mm-hmm. or nope that's it she's either lost a job or been through a terrible breakup or and- she's or if she is the one who's skeptical of Christmas she's in line for a big promotion and has to mm. decide if she's going to turn it down oh. and stay in her small town to like save the clock mm. tower <laughs> it's yeah. so stupid I mean my personal favorite of these which is not one that I'm discussing right now is the the huge Christmas fan who has no idea what Hanukkah is, well, which I've no, now we talked seen about that at least last, three yeah. times. I know, but they keep doing that. It's such a trope. Yes, totally, totally. What are latkes? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that woman, but that was an insane. And then she ate latkes for <laughs> fucking every meal for the next twelve days. Well, Love lights Hanukkah also is like, oh, what are latkes? What's a dreidel? Like it's the same fucking thing. So I will say, I have noticed that this season, and look. Do I like these movies? Oh, God, I do not like these movies at all. But do I put them on sometimes like as background noise slash like, well, I'm having a beer. I might as well put something on while I'm watching it. Sure. I put Mm -hmm. them on. I have noticed that the slate of originals on Hallmark this season has been a touch more progressive and a touch more um, winky about the tropes and is almost like meta making fun of the tropes, having the characters sort mm-hmm. of like mention something along the lines of like, Oh, you know, this guy is always a f- hates Christmas. Cause he, ha-, you know, like, so they're, they're sort of like getting to a point where they're um, understanding it and kind of making fun of it lovingly. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say we are at a point now where lifetime is eating Hallmark's lunch because they are actually putting out good movies. There is a movie mm. called the Christmas setup which is mm-hmm. great. It's genuinely good. The characters are good. It's like well-made. Um, mm-hmm. It's And it's a gay Christmas movie. It's like the two leads. The leads are two men and they are a real life couple and they're very fun. Fran Drescher plays the mom and she's fucking great. This is on Ooh. Lifetime. I actually like give this a genuine recommend. I actually okay, liked it. It's called one. The Christmas Setup. I think it's good. And like they definitely have the tropes, but then sort of like subvert them a little bit. And okay. I find they're kind of doing that a little bit more. Christmas Setup is smack dab in that that portion of the world where there was no irony to these movies these were just there's there are things about this movie that are a little different from the usual hallmark movie but in a way that mm-hmm. makes me hate the movie so i'm like mm-hmm. oh maybe the tropes are good 
Because like in this movie, I'm just going to get right into this real quick. In this movie, like neither of them is like their, their motivation is so odd. Well, that's what I was thinking about this too. Like a lot of these don't flesh out their characters enough and you don't understand their motivations. And I couldn't quite figure out Shanae Grimes Beach or the guy who I don't even remember what his name is. The character's name I believe is William. So we can just call him Williams Peters. Okay, we'll call him Williams Peters. So Darcy Grimes Beach, sorry, I said Shanae. It's Darcy Grimes Beach. Um, no, she's Shanae Grimes Beach in this because it's, it's oh, you know, okay. she's Riley Grimes Beach. Oh, okay, Riley Grimes Beach. Riley Grimes Beach and Williams Peters. Um, so Riley kind of makes sense to me for a hot second. Like, I'm like, okay, here's someone who is smart, but just like, struggling to get a foot in the door in a company because she didn't have a job for a little while and apparently if you don't have a job some companies will just outright tell you that you're not good enough to be hired like her first job interview um i I was like i think i get where they're going with this but i'm totally not sure um i have five pages of notes on this movie and in none on none of them is the lead male character's first name i have no i said (laughs) william i don't i'm gonna check but it's not in my notes i'm pretty sure it's william young um i think you're right yeah i couldn't like so we know that she's desperate for a job but i don't really understand why how what what's the problem like what's her background what is she trying to do with her life why does she care the job Um, hunt thing was was stressful to me i and then was not into it yeah and then the only other thing i know about her is that she loves christmas and then her parents are very involved in her life but this is the thing like in most of these movies someone's going back to the small town that they grew up in right the antagonist the the anti-christmas person is always in either they are in the small town of their youth or they are a print journalist and they are in a small town of somebody <laughs> else's youth who still lives there. So there's characters to like connect to, but this movie has two people going to a town. They have no connection to, I guess in the end again, in the last 12 but yet minutes, they both. Yeah. But they both have connection to, but we don't know. How that does Shanae Grimes beach or Riley Grimes beach have connection to it? I forget. Her parents live in Exeter, New Hampshire, which is nearby. Well, that's not as that's not like where she knows the people. And then in the last 12 minutes, it's revealed that Williams Peters, his like grandmother made a fucking Christmas Carol truck or something. Mm -hmm. This movie is bonkers. The Carol van. So I hate this movie. Um, I wrote it no less than four times in my notes. I hate this movie. And then I was like, I mean, am I being too hard on this movie? It's a Hallmark movie. Uh, but like this one seems particularly, I he's, go ahead. He, he's not a good actor. Also, I sent you, I thought that I made my first boomerang ever in my life was a scene from a Hallmark Christmas movie of a gentleman eating a hot dog. <laughs> I sent it to you. Did you watch it? And I thought that it was from this movie. (laughs) It's not from this movie, but it was a very, it's a very funny boomerang. It still exists on my Instagram. Maybe I'll post it on the Sparkle Spaz Instagram. It's a gentleman eating a hot dog. I thought it was from this movie. It is not. It's a nondescript white guy. I get it. All of these people (laughs) are the same. They look kind of the same. And even the people within this movie look kind of the same. And I'm like, the the reporter woman looks a little bit like uh, Riley 
Grand's this reporter is out of control. Why is this reporter? What? This is the dumbest. This reporter's motives I actually understand, but it does not no. make sense for the story I, at all. I don't understand them. What is happening? Why are you, you're trying to like, first of all, this is not a famous person. All right. We're getting way no. ahead of ourselves. Should we go back to the okay. beginning? We've now talked about Hallmark movies as a whole. I, should we get, do you want us? Do we need to, I don't know. If I we feel need like to you do not want to talk about this movie. movie at all. And I'm like, because <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I want to talk about this movie um, so badly. Um, Riley Grimes, bitch, who is good in this movie. She's really good in this movie. It's just that her character doesn't make sense. Like she does a great she job acting. Fucking genuinely good in this movie. I was shocked. Yeah. Whereas Williams Peters is not good. If any, uh, though, he was he's and like, get the fuck out of here. I like. I mean, I think because he is so bad, I couldn't understand his character even more. Like, I couldn't. I was like, wait, is this guy? Because it starts off with um. The woman with the short hair. What's her name? Miss Sage or something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. From the movie, what's her character's name? Yeah, I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. She's the old blonde lady who like was. So what the, the main male character of this movie has inherited his father's business, his dead father's business. <laughs> and he's not really that equipped to, to handle the business. Yeah. And he's, they're hiring a new assistant for him, but she also says in passing that he just like burns through assistance. Oh yeah. But then nothing then about him like seems nice like person. someone who would burn through assistance. No, he's perfectly nice. Pretty much from the jump, except yeah. he's like, please take down these Christmas decorations. Cause my grandmother died and they make me sad. Like, <laughs> that's it. but so yeah. You, so the, the main woman that you're talking about is like a woman who has worked for the company for many, many years was like, I believe mm -hmm. his father's probably assistant or like right hand person. So she saw this mm -hmm. kid grow up and she's conducting the interviews and, and it's so impersonal that she just stands outside the door and says the first name and then the last initial. So, so when she calls Riley Vance, Riley, Grimes this Beach, is the dumbest setup. This doesn't ever this is bonkers. Okay. You say you, you go, you go. Okay. You go. Okay. I'm so, so sorry, Brumids. We are all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to see this movie, and I hope a lot of you didn't watch this movie. I hope you did, because I think we're not doing a great job of setting up what's happening. In this no. So, Riley is desperate for a job, and she he overhears this woman say that this guy, William Young, is, like, looking for assistance. She quickly, like, Googles him. Her parents call. She talks to her dad. Can I talk He's about like, the dad for a second? Yeah, yeah. You hate the dad. I hate this business-ass dad. I hate this capitalist-ass movie. Business dad. First of all, I, I was saying like this movie has all the buzzwords like business world and uh, shareholders. They say things Entrepreneur. like Entrepreneur. Yeah, but they have no idea what they're talking about. The dad, so she calls home and she's like, mom, I'm going to go to, uh, have you ever heard of this guy, William Young? And the mom's like, oh, of course not. I fucking live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I don't know where they live. If there's like a pie chart of Hallmark movies, sorry, not a pie chart, a Venn diagram, yes. there would be an overlap where like most of the characters own a toy company and also have never heard of Hanukkah. A toy company. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How so many then, toy companies are in these movies? So many. I know. It's crazy. And this, so was the, the, this is the business movie because it had incorporated in the title. You're right. That is true. I should have expected the business world, the, the phrase the business world to be said 12 times. The, in the business world. You, what the fuck are you talking about? So um, 
The mom is like, I don't know who it is, but your father probably does. And like the father picks up the phone and he's like, oh, great company. Oh, no. And he like knows everything about this fucking company. And meanwhile, he's like in a garage in a Christmas sweater. I'm like, dog, you don't know shit. You don't know the, but it turns out like he's like, an, he had a business, but it was like not good. I don't know. He had a business and then he didn't have a business. I hated this capital ass dad who like kept up with the Wall Street Journal. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. I bet that journalist Rebecca also kept up with the Wall Street Journal. I can't wait to talk about Rebecca. <laughs> so so she goes into she gets an interview. She, so ahead. yeah, she she shows up for this interview. There's a ton of other people being interviewed, and they're calling them name by name, first name, last initial. They get two to five minutes an interview and she is freaked out about it. And then she hears Riley V. And in what world is there more than one Riley V? First of all, not only that, she says Riley V twice. Yeah. No one else gets up. No one gets up. So our Riley V, Riley Grimes Beach, gets up. Earlier, it should be noted, this woman who babysat the boy who's like a what helps run the company. She did notice Riley Grimes Beach fix the Christmas star on the tree. Yes. Is she Riley Grimes Beach or Riley Grimes Beach? Oh, that's a good one. It's probably Riley Grimes Grimes Beach. Okay. Or Riley Grimes Beach. Oh, Riley Grimes Beach. <laughs> Riley Grimes Beach fixes the Christmas star on the on the tree. So she gets called to do the interview, not even with the guy who she's going to be no. the assistant of, with this woman, Carol, fucking uh 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 Ellen Barkin and mm-hmm. uh and she's like, "Why did you fix the Christmas star?" And she's like, "I love Christmas because it's a magical time where anything's possible." The <gasps> amount of times people said Christmas is magical in this movie, I was like, "Enough. I can't but handle it." But nothing about this movie was magical. No, it was a capitalist ass movie. I hated mm-hmm. it. So she gets the job because she fixed the Christmas star. She's like the Ellen Barkin was like, I see something in you. I see I see I look at you and I see me. Why? Immediately we discover that this is the wrong Riley V. But my first thought when when Riley Vance sees Riley Van Arden's C V on the desk is that Ellen Barkin's name is Riley Van Arden. <laughs> I was like, oh, she sees herself in her because they have the same name. (laughs) And then, like, almost immediately, I realized. That's my favorite moment on the podcast. You thought that. I had a one second where I was like, I didn't realize that that was that they had mistakenly done different CVs because I was like, in what world would there be two people <laughs> interviewing for the same job with almost the exact same name? Um, so in my mind, I was like, oh, this woman's name is Riley Van Arden. And so she sees, you know, Riley Vance in herself because it's almost the same name. You mean Riley Vrimes Beach. Riley Vrimes yes. Beach. Riley Vrimes so, Beach. So and that and so that sets in motion the conflict of the movie, which makes absolutely no sense because I mean, can we even get into it now? Yeah. Or should yeah, I yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. So Riley Vrimes Rich, uh, <laughs> she noticed Say that six times fast. <laughs> she, Riley Vrimes Veach. Riley. I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> she sees that Ellen Barkin thought she was interviewing a different person. Riley Van Arden. Not Riley Vance. I'm going to be honest with the names right now. 
mm-hmm. and is torn because she gets the job. She goes in and she tells the fucking guy she should he should go visit the toy factory that he's going to close for a nebulous reason that's completely not uh, understood. Something about the Overhead. numbers don't add up. Yeah, something <laughs> stupid. Overhead and subcontract. I understand business speak. The business world. You're you're a member of the business world, the business community. Mm-hmm. So she gets the job. She sees the other uh, resume and realizes she thinks I'm this other person, and takes the job anyway and doesn't tell anybody that she's the other person. And then the end of the movie, of course, this evil reporter finds out that she's not, in fact, Riley Van Arden. She's Riley Vance, and that is what sets in motion. The, the relationship that she has built with her boss, which has become semi-romantic, he's very mad because she lied about who she is. Now, here's what, here's the thing. She could just be like, I never saw the fucking, I didn't know that they thought I was a different person. She said, Riley V, I went in there. There is no reason for her to like come clean on this. Like, I mean, I guess in the, in the being honest, if that's like, a, but she could so easily be like, why are you mad at me? I had no idea. She thought she was hiring somebody else. It's, such tenuous conflict. It's like, so stupid. It's like it could easily have not existed at all. It doesn't ex- like had she not seen that she would have just went on her life thinking she got this job. So mm-hmm. it the conflict is only in her head. Now, listen, I understand we're trying to show a good person and making a mistake because she. Should, but like, what's the difference? Because like sh- she didn't go to an Ivy League school, so she should have known when when Ellen Barkin said you went to an mm-hmm. Ivy League school. I would have just been like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's jumping the gun quite a bit. Is it, though? I don't know. I feel like this is all held together loosely, like like by tiny threads. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they go to this fucking town where the mayor is annoying. Dover. The Dover, mayor tells, I, I believe, either Riley Vrimes Vreach or the other guy that in any other town he would be unemployable but in this town he gets to be the mayor and that's supposed to be a selling point why would you be unemployable he never says anything no we don't know anything about him like except for that he really likes being the mayor of this small town and this town is heavily relying Mm. on this toy company yeah if this toy factory Um, closes no dice they are going under I gotta say, my favorite character, I think, is the um, the floor supervisor of the toy company. You liked her? I thought she was very deliberate. I was into her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. She she had was no bones. The guy comes in. He's like a fa- apparently a famous rich person. Apparently, but like, who the fuck would ever know? Like, nobody would know who this person was. So she, but she treats him like that. She's like, hey, look, this is how the fucking sausage gets made. You don't like it? Mm-hmm. Beat it. I liked her. I don't know if you know this, Rachel, but nothing is impossible at Christmas time. <laughs> what are you telling me, Pat? Did you know that? Nothing is about the magic of Christmas can huh. always just make your life better. So don't say that too loud because then Trump might think that he can win. <laughs> The election back. <laughs> he can. The magic of Christmas. If it's working in his favor, you never know. If you wish hard enough, mm-hmm. anything can happen at Christmas. <laughs> Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. You like that song? Um, I watched a uh, Stephen Colbert does like a cartoon every year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it for this year, 
But one of the things I did not like about it was that it implied that Bumble from the Claymation movies was a big uh, MAGA guy. Oh, you mean, are you talking about the, the Bumble from the Rudolph movie? Mm-hmm. The Abominable Snowman? The Bumble? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no. It's a humble Bumble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not into MAGA. He wouldn't be. They took Once they took his teeth out. Maybe before they took his teeth out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But once Hermie got in there and ripped his teeth out, he was a humble Bumble, and he was putting the star on top of the tree. No question. He would be fixing it like Riley Vimes Beach would. Yeah, because the magic with the using using nothing but yeah. the magic of Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, if I'm in waiting for an interview and that star is askew, you you can sure as hell bet that I'm gonna fix it. Would you fix it? I might have gotten a job because of that. I don't even think I would notice. Oh, she like you wouldn't get the job. No, I wouldn't get the job. <laughs> I wouldn't get the job. So they go to this town. They rent a house. They fall in love. They find out the guy's grandmother's dead. And that's why he doesn't love Christmas. He's so boring. He is the most milquetoast character you ever met in your life. She's got a lot of vivaciousness to her. There's also mm-hmm. a character who has like a hundred jobs whose name is Penny or something. Piper. Yes. Pepper. Piper. Piper. She's pretty great. She's got all the jobs in town. She does. If, if it's not the mayor or the journalist or the lady at the factory, Piper does the job. Because they couldn't pay any other actors. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. The disconnect, well, that was also like supposed to be comedy and they never made any jokes. No. Like, it could be funny. Like, that could be a funny character. The character, like, takes off the taxi hat and walks in. Like, But they didn't, like, make any jokes about it. It was just no. like, this is the way it is. The disconnect with this movie versus other of its ilk and we talked about it already, is that they have really no connection to the town, which we don't, or a connection that we don't find out about until 10 minutes are left in the movie. So I'm like, they come up with this convoluted plan to save the toy factory by using old merchandising merchandise and rebranding it. It's her idea. She's like, let's take these old dolls and rebrand them as like Christmas wish dolls. And this, they're not dolls. They're bears, bears, but they're doll bears. They're doll bears. They're small bears. Callback. They're doll bears. And this now, it's pretty obvious, right? Oh, take a thing that's not selling and slap a new label on it and fucking sell Mm -hmm. it. This Mm -hmm. idea is treated as like mana from heaven, like the most brilliant idea where Williams Peters. It's a Christmas miracle. Williams (laughs) Peters is like. You're the most amazing person. You're going to do such great things. I can't even let's ha- let's have Coco together and it's going to be amazing. You're amazing. And I'm going to I'm going to make you my famous chicken on the Ritz dinner. And my, we're going to go ice skating and fall in love with each my other. My dead ass grandmother used to make for me. I mean, grandmas are dead. Get over it. <laughs> Was that harsh? You know, no, it's not because I'm always surprised. I keep meeting people who have like living grandparents who are my age and I'm like, "How?" Like, and then when their grandparents die, I'm like, I'm sorry, but also like they're old, they're old people, but <laughs> you're, that's terrible though, point. because you're like those COVID deniers who were like, it's I, all the I, old I, people no, well, no. dying. I'm like those Republicans who are like, we can lose a few of them. You are totally, you're, <laughs> you, you really are. It's awful. So, um, so yeah, they fall in love. The fucking fake Santa Claus can tell that he's in love with her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, the Santa Claus was very strange. He was a strange. He was the miracle of Christmas, was. wasn't he? I think so. 
she comes so she comes up with this this the most brilliant idea that anyone's ever heard which is just taking gold merchandise and putting a new label on it and trying to sell it but i'm not she is so invested in saving this town and like the guy doesn't care and then he does care and then he's like i don't really care but wait i do care and then they save the town i i know very little about this guy except for that he liked to play hockey he was destined to have this job and he's rich he liked his grandmother a lot, but not his dad. Yeah, his dad. And um, he rides a motorcycle because he's kind of a bad boy. But then he's not a bad boy. No, he's he's nice the whole time. He's never yeah. a bad person. He's like nice the whole time. And he's not shitty to his assistant like a lot of people in power can be. So the whole thing about him burning through assistance doesn't make any but sense. But was he abusing his power by making her fall in love with him? Ooh, maybe. So we do, I mean, we're pretty much done. I've got some stuff I want to talk about, about the end of the movie. But before we get mm-hmm. to the end of the movie, I want to talk about the evil journalist, which is. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping, I was like, I think I'm ready to talk about um, Rebecca a little bit. Uh, I got I got one thing to say, maybe right actually talking about her is a good, uh, this is a good jumping off point. Um, one issue that I have with all of these movies is that, Every single time, every single female character has their hair perfectly done <laughs> and is wearing lipstick like every single day at all hours of the That's day. That's in most movies, and though. I know, but well, but the, a lot of them they make people look like they just woke up. They like maybe they're taking it easy today. They're just hanging out at the house. You know, it's not. Um, I'm just amazed at the fact that every woman's hair is like perfectly done. Like she just came from a salon. Mm, you never know. Some women get their hair done every day. Old ladies. Not anymore. Yeah. Not, but these current. aren't, these aren't right. old ladies. That is true. Yeah. That is true. But yeah. what else is there to do in Dover? That's true. So except for do your hair. This character is so over the top villainous. First of all, it's like the fake news media for real. It's like the enemy yes. of the people because she just wants to try to catch this guy in any compromising position. He was like ice skating and she wrote an article about like I what is he doing ice skating? And it was like the New York Times picked the article up. And why? Who cares about this person? It's so dumb. So she's They clearly don't have anything to talk about. She's in the gossip rags. This woman's like I'm going to get out of this dirt town and I'm going to do it by writing articles about fucking William Young Jr. It's like, God bless, then fucking do it. Who cares? But like the articles she chooses to write are not even that interesting. Like I, I'm like, Oh, so is he with a woman? Like, okay. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Here's the other thing. So like this story is classic. The, 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 Mm -hmm. the, the son takes over the business for the dad and he's like, maybe he's like a party guy. So celebrity, Mm -hmm. maybe he's like a, 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 like uh, Paris Hilton, you know, and like is partying all the time. So he's always getting in trouble. Like he's a tabloid figure. This is not set up that way at all. We don't know if this kid is good at the job, bad at the job, if they, believe in him if they don't believe in him they don't set any of that in motion it's just like so her trying to like out him as like dating a person like who could care the new york times would not care about that Mm-mm. i love how nitpicky i'm getting about christmas incorporated the 2015 <laughs> hallmark movie starring Sinead grimes beach and some other dude like they couldn't even get a fun like like 
uh, I don't know, Henry Winkler at some, in some fun role. I know they didn't have any any great people in there. I mean, the mayor is like a Henry Winkler type. I think I wrote down, but he's not good enough. I called him what did I call him? a Burl Ives ass mayor? <laughs> <laughs> he's like Jack Lemmon. The thing, of, the thing about Rebecca that I don't get is that like she starts off mean because she wants to get out of there. Um, fine, that seems like a fair enough motivation. Also, just go just move get, somewhere and try to get fucking journalism. You you have a journalism degree. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Just fucking move somewhere. But I also didn't understand, like, what, like, h- how exactly she figured out that, like, Riley was the wrong Riley and, like, what it had to do with, oh, like, well, I know how she figured that out. Calling her dad's office. Well, she figured that out because the company put out a newsletter that said we hired Riley mm-hmm. Van Orden. And she was like, this mm-hmm. just got interesting. And then he was mm-hmm. so upset that she lied. And she comes clean right away. And I was like, I guess you want to be like a virtuous character in a movie, but just literally say, Oh, I had no idea. She said Riley V. No. And he, he was so upset and repeated how upset he was that he never lets anyone in. Um, and we haven't been led to believe that at all. So like, I'm sorry. I don't feel anything. For in you. some ways it like frustrates me as a person who's a writer and like thinks he's better than any of this and is like not successful in the field. And it's like annoying because like, this is so bad. And yet the guy probably got like a couple grand to write or woman, whoever wrote this movie. I don't pretend to know the sex of the person. I wonder if they purposefully don't try. Like if that's part of it, they're like, no, 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 you can't make this good. But in some ways to me, like. It would be so easy to make a really great Christmas movie that at least makes a little bit of sense. Even a paint by numbers movie. This is mm-hmm. not even a paint by numbers movie because it's even for the Hallmark tropes. This is following p- part part of the way, but like the funnest mm-hmm. thing about a Hallmark trope is like going to your hometown or somebody coming to your mm-hmm. hometown and all the people and like this has those people, but they're not make you got to make those people fun. There a paint by numbers approach is not necessarily bad for something like this, but you got to make the people funny or interesting like happiest season which we both liked yeah it's a paint by it's a tropey rom-com but it's peppered but at least it makes sense totally. at least the characters motivations make and sense. and it's peppered with all of these fun characters you know all mm-hmm. of the characters on the periphery are great the best characters are the side characters jane and dan levy are probably the best characters in the whole movie and they're sort of mm-hmm. like the friend like orbiting around the leads you can't have a movie like this and have two such boring leads and then have everybody else oh she has a lot of jobs who cares oh the mayor's unemployable why is he a drunk that's funny you know then have him be a drunk (laughs) like why to say somebody is unemployable is a great hook but then to i know and they didn't do anything with it And then, and then we have Riley's mom who is like furiously decorating and baking and doing everything for Christmas and her dad, who apparently is like businessman, not doing anything in the home. So the Christmas switch, is that what I said the, the movie was with Fran Drescher? I can't remember the title, but the lifetime, the Christmas setup, this has all of that. This Mm -hmm. has fun characters throughout. It's got the sense of home. It's got like, Mm -hmm. and it's got like emotional beats, like resonant moments where you're like, 
moved. You're not going to cry, but mm-hmm. you're going to have, and, and that's a paint by numbers, but it does the approach. It, it casts a Fran Drescher, mm-hmm. which immediately is a great, mo- great move. This just has none of that. The best thing in this movie is Sinead Grimes beach by a billion. Yeah. And it would be better if her character made a little bit more sense. Why is she so desperate for a job? Is she in New York? Why? What? Just go back to your dad's and work for your dad and then get a better job. Save Um, some money and go get a... Yeah, exactly. Also, so this movie came out in 2015 and... 2015 is that? That's 2000? Yeah. Right. So Williams Peters, we know, doesn't like Christmas, but he won't say why. And it's because of his dead grandmother. Um, And one of his favorite possessions... (laughs) You should have seen how Rachel got... How mad Rachel got when I said, is that 2015? She... Um, so, so he has, um, a book, which is the night before Christmas. He has a copy of the book and his the grandmother buck? gave it to him a buck. And it's how he learned to read is, uh, with this book, buck. but this, okay. This movie, 2015, 2015, <laughs> the inscription in the book is, no one knows because only the patrons know Buck because it was in the patrons. Two is to uh, Williams Peters on in 1995, five year old Williams Peters. Yes. So this means that he is a 25 year old CEO yeah. born in 1990, and I was like, he looks like he's 35. But <laughs> to be fair, a 25 year old CEO, like I, that is actually one of the things that rings true. Cause it's like this privileged ass white man who's like father died and left him this company that I was like, well, that check that tracks. I believe yeah. that give this mediocre white dude a shot on his motorcycle. Why not have him be like a party animal who keeps fucking up? Like you have, they could have done so much more. He seems like there's nothing there's, I don't understand anything about him. Um, yeah, this movie sucks. And as soon as he says to her three times that like, (laughs) why did you lie to me? I can't believe I let you in. She magically is back at her parents' house. That's how I was like, oh, her parents must live close by. (laughs) She goes to her parents' house because she has been outed as being Riley Vrimes Beach instead of being Riley Vanderwoodson. And Santa Claus tells (laughs) the guy that it's clear he's in love with her and he should go to her parents' house and get her back. So he does. Also, wasn't there some nefarious book cooking at some point? Like, did why did the factory worker call them and be like, come here, the business is slowing down or something? All of the... Yeah. What happened there? I don't remember. I watched this less than 24 hours ago. But that's when Rebecca is there and she has this like, you know, this news to to spill. Yeah. And uh, it's just that uh, she knows about Riley. I still cannot figure out. I'm I'm like watching it in the background now and I still can't find the part where like Rebecca actually figures the shit out. So <laughs> because this movie like glosses over so many things. Well, let's talk about the end of this movie, because this end okay. of this movie is so problematic. I can't even begin. So he goes to her house, her parents' house, and her parents like know who he is right away. And they're like, come on in, James Vanderbeek. And he does. And 
do they? He's going to keep the factory open, I guess, is what's mm-hmm. happening, right? Yeah, I think so. So he, they go back to Dover, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and then they're. Not yet in a relationship, because that doesn't happen until the very last minute of the movie. Mm-hmm. They're going to be lovers. Lovers in the night? But he is so convinced, this 25-year-old man, is so convinced of the specialness of this 22-year-old woman, that he is, not only is he going to, uh, she can't be his assistant, she's far too impressive. He's also going to bankroll her complete, like, work career change and like open a consulting office for her. I was like this fucking movie. Fuck you. So this woman now it and also, needs I mean, this, to be bankrolled this by this man. This 25 year old bro who wanted to play hockey also understands business so well. We didn't even talk about the hockey bit. He was yeah. good. He, he at one point claims he was going to be a professional hockey player, but his father was, would rather him take over his business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. I'm done with Christmas Incorporated. Christmas Incorporated! Bruce Springsteen Murder Incorporated. So dumb. I mean... So she can't I, do anything. She gets her whole business and life from this man's money now. I keep watching these, and I keep saying to my mom, this doesn't make any sense. And she's like, have you watched any of these movies before? <laughs> they Did never she like sense. What was her verdict on Christmas? I would love to get a review. Um, hers was that she thought that Sinead Grimes beach was very good, but that the guy was terrible. And like I said, she couldn't piece together the story. These movies are also so sexless. Like if they fuck, I could maybe get into it. Like, let me see them. Fuck. They rarely even kiss at the end of the movie. She's like, I want you. And then she leaves and then they meet up again and he's like, no, I want you too. And then they're going to be a couple. But like everybody's going to be like, oh, this woman's only getting her job now because she's fucking this guy. And mm-hmm. he's bankrolling her mm-hmm. whole business. That's very problematic to me. It's very problematic. Christmas and copyrighted. <laughs> Nobody fucks in these movies. If they'd fuck, you'd get more into them. I No, think. it's very PG. Because, like, he's not, like, a great-looking guy, but I, I'd watch him fuck. There's also so many moments that, like, lead nowhere in this movie. Like, when the whole I'm Secret Santa at the... Oh, he didn't the, know what Secret Santa was. He didn't even know what it was. She had to explain just, Secret Santa to him. It's, like, mind-boggling. Taking that ride to nowhere. And then there's, like, a 17-year-old with perfectly done hair that he has to buy a gift for. <laughs> Did he buy her one? I don't even remember. He made Shanae Rhymes 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 Reach. Riley Riley Rhymes Veach. Riley Rhymes Veach. Taking that ride to no well, that's Christmas and And like also also because the mayor is like, no, 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 you can't stay at the hotel, which kind of reminds me of Schitt's Creek. Um you have to stay in someone's house and he like pulls some old people out of their house to get them to stay in the house. So then the two of them have to stay together in the house. And they still didn't fuck. In motel. These movies need to have fucking in them. If they had fucking in them, they would improve 25%. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put people like this in a movie together, we want to see them at least fuck. 
how many times is her mom making fucking cookies in this movie and calling That's all her? that woman does is make cookies. You didn't know mm-hmm. that she's a woman. That's what they she do. That's like, uh, she's a, she's a, yo, like a oh, 50, okay. 60 something year old woman. All they do is make cookies and spend their whole lives thinking about Christmas while the or, dad's tooled or, away in the garage. Or you direct your like boss's son into how to run the company that you've been in helping with for years and years and years. This movie. Just watch him burn it to the ground. This movie. Taking that ride to nowhere. So Christmas is coming. That's Christmas Incorporated, I think. It is. It is. You heard it here first, Broomheads. We hated this movie. <laughs> what did you like more? And this is a this is a little uh, window to the to the to the Patreon world. This movie, Christmas Incorporated, or the Farhead Man classic, Devil's Diary. Which did you like more? Oh, this is better than Devil's Diary. Really? Devil's Diary was so bad. Yeah, but wasn't Devil's Diary like more fun? Like, it, I feel like we had a lot more to talk about for Devil's Diary. I feel like we had a lot to talk about here, but we're still hating it. Yeah, I know. I said I wrote you an uh, I sent you a text message last night when I was watching this movie, mm-hmm. and the, within the first ten minutes of the movie, I wrote in my notes, "I hate this movie," and I <laughs> sent you a picture of it in my notes, and you saw that I had written a lot of notes, and you said you have to be at least twenty minutes into the movie. I paused the movie exactly where I was, took a picture, and it was twelve minutes in. <laughs> As soon as that dad was like, I know all about him. He's like, what a great company. The guy's got, and I was like, fuck this. I hate this Mm -hmm. movie. It's also such Mm -hmm. a, it's like a proper capitalist propaganda movie about like how Mm -hmm. important business is and how it's also this fucking, okay, here's one more thing. It's this mirage, this fucking phony world where corporations care about people. Like they do this. Mm-hmm, it's like fucking mm-hmm. propaganda. It's like they tell you these and big. Cr- they, don't. they don't. Nobody cares. That guy would never go to that small town to visit the toy factory. He certainly wouldn't keep the toy factory open if it was hemorrhaging any money at all. Corporations don't care about you. Businesses don't care about you. And Hallmark is trying to fucking pretend and convince you that they do. And this is as uh, nefarious as QAnon. Wow. I mean, I don't really mean that. It's not that, not that serious. But they do all of the the, the Carol van. These the movies Carol are van? so white people, capitalism, uh, tradition, and Christmas magic. What about the people who can't afford to buy a fucking dinner at Christmas? This is why Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, is such a prescient. Uh, an important piece of work and you could find you could hear me drafting the seven best christmas carol movies on screen drafts which dropped tonight and i'm pretty happy with it so go listen to that awesome i watched scrooge this weekend yeah did you like it yeah it was good there's a lot of violence in there (laughs) there's a lot of violence and also the karen allen character is woefully underserved she is like it's terrible and I really realized it this time. She's been like just a doormat. She's been waiting for 15 years. And then she finally gets back and he's mean to her again. And then he mm-hmm. t- she takes him back. It's like, eh. at least Carol. I mean, you should have read that Martin Shkreli article. At least Carol Kane <laughs> gets to beat the shit out of him in that movie, though. Yeah, which is great. It's very funny. My mom, well, actually, when Carol Kane was beating the shit out of him, my mom's like, this is violent. <laughs> I love, see, I love that stuff. <laughs> That's th- that's Whereas three stooges. I was thinking more about all of the shootings. I know that's exactly what my dad said too. Three stooges, yeah. 
Well, uh, the sh- that's what I was talking. I don't know if it was on the podcast or if no, we were just talking so. about it personally. Because I was mm-hmm. saying like how that shooting stuff at the end does not hold up. Rach, no, between that and then the movie that they're pitching at the beginning, which has a lot of shootings in it too. I was like, oh, but that's this fun. One. Like that is like fun. it is, it is. But I was like, oh, this wouldn't be the same today. No, certainly not. 2020 is this was our last episode of 2020. We will not have a new episode yeah. until after the new year. It's been it has been a year to say the it's least. It's been a, a, a rough, rough time. And I'm about to maybe possibly actually get emotional. Uh, this has been a thing that uh, has meant a lot to me. So um, thank you. As a friend, as a podcast co-host, this has been one of the small joys every week to be able to fucking watch a dumb show and or not dumb if it means something to you. It's not not everything's dumb, but it's been great. And thank you. Thank the broomheads. The we launched a Patreon and people actually fucking paid money for this thing, which I can't believe. And if you don't, and if you can't, that's wonderful and perfect. Please keep listening. But write a five-star review, that would be nice. Um, but what a time 2020 has been, what a weird year. And this has been, uh, an anchor for me and, uh, I'm happy we get to do this. Oh, it's your Christmas magic. Christmas magic. (laughs) (laughs) Anything can happen at Christmas time. It's, it's so strange to me to think about that, that nine months ago, Nine months ago, we were sitting in a room together and Tom Hanks got coronavirus. That's true. <laughs> here we are now. I think we were and like so ma- making has... light of it at the time, too. I know. We, well, I mean, that was back when we thought that things would be different in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's been a strange and interesting place um, to talk about something as silly as Degrassi, but also as deep as Degrassi, if that makes sense. Um, And I appreciate everyone who listens to us um, and who joins in on the conversation with us. The community Um, that has been built around this is fucking really wonderful. Yeah. And you know that I like to think a lot about putting this show into context. Um, and I hope that people continue to reach out into like what that means to them too, because we're only two people talking about this. Very true. Um, and I'd love to hear how other people feel about how this relates to today. That's a great point. Very true. Mm -hmm. So we love, you can send us (laughs) an email. (laughs) I cried. I was very touched. I cried. This is I cry at most commercials and I didn't even cry at that. Yeah, because so. you don't really give that much of a shit about me. That's the difference. I feel very close. You're just like, yeah, whatever. What's the next fucking Jared commercial? Yeah. Is Jared still a thing? <laughs> You're just like, I can't cry about this because he's touching the microphone. I can see him touching the microphone and I can hear his chair screeching. I'm distracted by the Jared commercials in the background. He went to Jared. <laughs> we love the broomheads. We love you guys. We really, I, I, every day, I, I, at least once a day, something comes up somewhere and I'm just like, I can't believe there, this is the thing. So that's really nice. We love it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. 
happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy whatever it is. Happy New Year. Happy Solstice. Happy Festivus. Happy, what's the thing called? The contiguation or whatever it is with the fucking planets that you were talking about? The Greek conjunction. (laughs) The contiguation. Um, We're not. We are recording. We're recording on the winter solstice. So it's the shortest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. It'll start to get lighter starting tomorrow. Mm, Rachel's so happy about that. Mm hmm. Um, and I hope you all are holding up. I know it's going to be a long winter, regardless of where long you are in the world. Long December. <laughs> I hope that you played that song every day so that your crops keep, are good I've, next I've year. I've been lacking on posting my listenings every day on the on the, the Instagram mm-hmm. page. But. I hope that you either are going to like or dislike Counting Crows more. Yeah. I hope it's the former and not the latter. <laughs> yeah. His pensive yes at the end of that song are really, I love them now. Oh. I yeah. love that song. Yeah. I was like making a joke. That was a bit. And now I genuinely listen to it every day. Listen. And I kind of look forward to it. <laughs> Maybe this year will be better than the last. Like his mouth must be so elastic the way he says words. Oh my. And I like Counting Crows now. <laughs> you didn't before? I I always I, I never like had an, a particular opinion. I really I was always indifferent yeah. to I, them. Like when I was younger, I definitely loved August and everything after, but I didn't travel much more mm-hmm. down the road. And now I'm like listening to recovering the satellites because <laughs> I'm like, this is good. <laughs> I I don't listen to a lot of music period anymore just because podcasts. I, podcast for one and then also just like during my work day sometimes I forget because I've had so many meetings since we switched to working virtually um but uh I have listened to a long December surprisingly a lot of times in December normally in December like I don't know I I realized that I had like little rituals like I would listen to certain birthday songs on my birthday and I didn't even do that this year but I listened to a long December long December Maybe this year will be better than the last. We can hope, right? And it's one more night in Hollywood. It's almost like kind of uh, <laughs> Mark Hoppesy or Tom DeLonge before yeah. Tom DeLonge. Yeah, it's funny. Um Thinking about this year will be better than the last and like how much people talk about 2020 being a dumpster fire. It's been terrible. Like, let's not sell it short on that. But also, I hope that some good comes out of it. Wish it would. Na, 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 na. (laughs) I hope so, too. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of, uh, I think, frustration. 2021 Mm -hmm. is going to be frustrating because. We're all going to be waiting for a thing and it's going to take a while. And just because we get a thing doesn't mean that we can suddenly do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people aren't going to take the thing for whatever reason. Uh, anti-vaxxers. Anti-thingers. Anti-thingers. <laughs> We're being very politically correct. <laughs> so anyway, Merry Christmas. You're not supposed to say that. Happy holiday. We could say that, right? I mean, we can say whatever we want. I'm I'm wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah and a Happy Kwanzaa yeah. and a Happy Solstice and a Happy Festivus and Happy Great Conjunctivitis and <laughs> Happy Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Oh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I hope you all are enjoying 
whatever you can, whatever small comforts you got, whatever people are near you, even if it's your neighbors that you don't like, but you see every day because you got to walk your dog. And the only people you can see are your neighbors. And you had to listen to them talk about how Ronald Reagan wasn't that bad. But okay, sure. It's someone. It's a friendly face. (laughs) He begat this Ronald Reagan. Trickled down. Anyway, someone wrote a someone wrote a tweet about like, do the guys think Ronald Reagan's in hell, just like waiting for it to trickle down? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Ronald Reagan. That's a good one. Um, Broomheads, dope monkeys. We will be back in 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, Tony, 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 <laughs> 2020, Tony, Tony, We'll be back in Tony, Tony, Tony. We'll be back in 2021 with season seven. Um, in the meantime, you can write us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at sparkle spaz 28. We also have that Twitter account. We never use it. So don't bother. Um, I got to start doing that. Yeah, you got to do that. Use the Twitter. That'll be a New Year's resolution. I'll get you into can, Twitter. You can tweet about Martin Shkreli. Um, and then you can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast, or you can join the Facebook group, um, which is very long. But if you look up Degrassi, Dope Monkeys, and Broomheads, you can probably find it. No, the group's the best. And uh, the group is much more active than the Facebook page. I highly recommend group, it. And we're both in it. The group is so great. I love the group. Um, and we are also on Patreon. Um, you can find us at patreon.com slash Deem. Um, we hope you will join us over there. Uh if you want to just join us for a month and you can then unjoin it because I understand it's hard to, to put money towards things, but we really appreciate those of you who can help support us make this podcast because it does take a lot of time and effort on our part and we enjoy making it and we appreciate the, uh, the funding towards it. Yeah. We just dropped a two hour yearbook episode. <laughs> That'll keep you entertained if you're bored. Two fucking hours. <laughs> this is going to be, this fucking thing is going to be two hours too, but yeah. Two hours. So get on it. And it's one more day up in the canyon. And it's one, one more, more night, night in Hollywood. Hollywood. It's hard that's, to get our timing just right, you know? Be sorry. Wish story. you would. Na 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 na. Na 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 Yeah. Yeah. I love the end of the song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our crops are going to be so fucking fruitful. I'll tell you. Oh my God. If they're not, we got to get them all vaccines. Get the, got to vaccinate the crops. (laughs) Got to vaccinate the crops. Don't let me vaccinate them. I don't know what I'm doing. No, you got to make, and not sticking that (laughs) swab up anybody's nose. (laughs) Broomheads, have a great holiday. We'll see you when. The year turns. Mm-hmm. Bye. If you're in Georgia, vote. Vote Democrat. Please. We love you. Bye.